Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. That's right. It's a Scoop Thursday and a Reckless Speculation Thursday here on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. Our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson from the 5 Eyewitness News sports team joins us for some inside information and some fun, safe space speculation about your favorite Minnesota sports teams. Doogie, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good morning, Phil. Hello, Judd. Hello, Declan. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday. Phil, imagine if some of the national talking heads, ESPN, other outlets, adopted our lifestyle never once. Correct me if I'm wrong. Never once did I hear the Milwaukee Bucks attached to Damian Lillard. Not one never time. happened. Never happened. Reckless speculation. So... Were the Timberwolves uh, here? It's reckless speculation Thursday. Did the Timberwolves ever have a conversation, to your knowledge, with the Portland Trailblazers about Damian Lillard? Of substance, no. Now, the Wolves, Del Demps, others in the front office, not just Tim Connolly, it's many in the front office, literally wouldn't be doing their jobs if they didn't take the temperature at some point along the way, even if it was just an innocuous text message, right? So. To suggest there was literally zero correspondence going back months to me would be a stretch. But to also suggest, yes, they had actual dialogue of substance would also be a stretch. I never got the sense that the Blazers, not that the Wolves even put him on the table, but that the Blazers were willing to absorb all that money left on Carl Anthony Towns' contract. 
So as far as that goes to Dukes, um, what's your sense of what this trade does? Because I think the primary talking point, and it's pretty intriguing, is this. This is the first time in quite a while with a superstar player in this league that it feels like the power shifted a little bit to the team itself because clearly the Dame camp and Dame were all over going to Miami. And and you think about the amount of guys, including Harden, who's won this battle before forcing his hand or forcing their hand to go where he wants. What does this say about that potential shift of power? Because I would imagine if the power does shift a bit, it's good for the teams and eventually could be good for the Wolves as well. Yeah, not necessarily a bad thing. I think the league is upset now that it looks like Giannis may be in Milwaukee for the next handful of years. Maybe he ultimately signs an extension. He gets the team with his guy, his first pick in the All-Star draft last season. There's been scuttlebutt going back a while that Lillard Giannis wanted to team up so that has now come to fruition it's not like Dame got sent to Toronto right I get that all the Miami chatter was out there but like even based on his tweet or his ex I think he's embracing this move I mean he'll talk according according to his ex but I think he's loving this teaming with Giannis I think Dame has zero problem going to Milwaukee that this will easily be his best chance to win a championship yes yes it's just we went over this a few weeks ago with, with some of the anthony edwards you know scuttlebutt that oh the national media is figuring out who anthony edwards is let's we got to get him out of here this is even so the denver nuggets comparable market size even i think a slightly smaller uh, media market than minneapolis are the reigning defending nba champions and and then before that the milwaukee bucks what two or three years ago you got Giannis is one of the figureheads. Jokic, like Denver, Milwaukee, the the market. Let me just put it this way. Minneapolis as a market is not standing in the way of building a juggernaut basketball team. Agreed. Is that fair I mean, to say? If you're ranking the 30 markets, we are smack dab in the middle. So if there's any suggestion that this is somehow some sort of small market, I mean, I think what people were alluding to, to me stupidly, but to me it's like it's L.A., it's New York, it's Chicago, maybe Miami, right? Like, no, Minnesota is a middle market. It's not a small market. Think about all the smaller markets. Damn, Minnesota. Anthony Edwards is under contractual control for, what is it now, six more years. The extension kicks in next year, the, the max. Right, so we're looking at six more years, or is it five? Whatever it is, it's many, many more years. Right, this is a conversation that maybe we need to have in like three years. Maybe there is nothing to worry about right now on that front. And Anthony Edwards somehow is going to ask out of Minnesota sometime in the short term. Nothing to worry but about. I, but I think that this is actually this trade is a good thing because. The problem with the Wolves has been the incompetence of Glenn Taylor, the incompetence of the franchise. And and my point is with Ant here now, because I think Ant is a is a guy who can draw people in like Giannis just did. I think that this empowers you to say, you know what? It's not the fear of Ant's going to say, trade me, especially if the Wolves are run competently, which it appears they're going in that direction. But it's the thing of Ant can actually recruit guys. And that's what that's what I think the key was. I don't know that Cat has had or has that power, Dukes, but the point is now the reason why you said the Dame is not upset about going to the Bucks has nothing to do 
with the market. It has everything to do with a superstar player. So this is this to me actually now reaffirms one, a team took control and traded him where they felt that they could get the best deal. But two, the ant factor here, I think, is going to be what can what can improve this team even more in a situation that might come up like this with a guy not saying, I don't want to go to the Wolves, but saying, I want to go play with Ant. Yeah, I mean, I think guys do want to play with Ant. I've never sensed guys were yearning to play with Cat. That's not necessarily a knock on Cat. I just, I've never had that sense. But yes, guys gravitate toward Anthony Edwards. He galvanizes so many, right? And so, yeah, I think there is something to be said about that now cap constraints for the next few years, you know, A-Rod, Laurie coming up with the necessary money, then how much are they willing to dip beyond, you know, whatever apron it might be, first, second, how much money are they willing to spend? Do they have the finances to truly go all in if that type of move is out there? That remains to be seen. But, yes, the idea that guys want to play with Ant, regardless of the market, whether it's Minnesota New Orleans, wherever it might be, it doesn't matter. Guys do want to play with Anthony Edwards. And Wonder truth if, uh... be told, like, what's – I don't understand the knock here. Like, guys can live downtown. I was talking to Corliss Williamson about this the other day. Like, you take the Skyway. You're not even outside. You're not even here half the time. You're on the road. Yeah, It's not like you're stuck in Minnesota for day after day, December, January, February, when it's five below. I just – I've never – I've never gotten that. It's everything you laid out. It's the incompetence with the front office, everything, right? But it's not this specific market. The point is you absolutely can win. You can win at a high level here in Minnesota. I would not be doing my reckless speculation duties here. Reckless speculation. If I did not ask you about the next player, sort of the the odd man out player here in this trade here. So Damian Lillard essentially replaces Drew Holiday in that Bucks starting lineup. And Drew Holiday's 33 years old. He's one of the best point guards in the NBA. He's a he's a defender. He can shoot threes. He can take over as a scorer in a game. Uh his his salary this year is $37 million. We're presu- we're presuming that the Blazers aren't holding on to him, that they will trade him at some point. He does have a player option for almost $40 million the following year, so he is a max player. I mean, I don't know how you make it work, but Drew Holiday would be an upgrade over Mike. Con- I like Mike Conley, but you know, if you could put Drew Holiday with this team, that would be fascinating. I don't even know if that's a phone call they make, but I would. It's reckless speculation Thursday, so I figured I would just talk it up. Oh, it's a perfect reckless speculation, speculation Thursday talker, Phil. Nobody would deny. I'm with you. I love Mike Conley Jr. It's not even close, Phil. Drew Holiday. Go back and watch the 2021 Finals. The Bucks don't win that championship yep. without Drew Holiday. His impact on the defensive end, his clutch shot making. Now, I get it. If you go back and watch Bucks Heat from late April, early May, first round of the playoffs last season, yeah, Drew struggled. But you look at his total body of work, then you consider Chris Finch has spoken before about his time with Drew Holiday in New Orleans when Finch was an assistant coach. The affection he has Reckless for Drew Holiday. Dell Demps in the Wolves front office. Brand New Orleans has that connection oh my with Drew Holiday. Yes, there are Drew Holiday fans here Reckless in Minnesota. But Phil, I just can't come up with a logical match. I really can't. 
And I can make a case for about 10 teams going after Drew Holiday. I'd love to see him with Sacramento. But heck, Miami, the Clippers, forget James Harden. Go get Drew Holiday. I just, I can make a case for so many teams that I just can't come up with the match. Okay, so we're talking Mike Conley Jr. Need to make the money work. Kyle Anderson, Josh Minot, Wendell Moore Jr., Leonard Miller. It's not like you have picks, right? Stepien rule. So it's not like you have draft picks to trade. So you're talking about giving up all your young assets. So that's Leonard Miller, Wendell Moore Jr., who I like, but he hasn't shown us anything yet. Josh Minot, okay, he has shown us something. Okay, so it's those three. Kyle Anderson, Mike Conley Jr. Does that even make the money work? Fire up the trade machine, the Sachin Gupta trade does. machine. Yeah, you need to get to like, like Conley's like 20, right? And then Kyle Anderson's like 14 or something, right? Or 15. Now, I'm sure they want 10. Nas Reed. Well, Nas just re-signed. So there are certain trade restrictions. Now, Can't I can also right make now, a case. December, I yeah, yeah, I can make a case. That's what I'm saying, the restrictions. I can make a case that Portland should hold on to Drew for a little bit. Have him mentor Scoot Henderson. Like, why is Portland obligated to trade Drew immediately. But yes, it certainly seems like something will happen sooner rather than later. I'm just saying, like to me, you would need Nas Reed to have any realistic chance. I just don't think you're moving Jaden McDaniels. Like somebody in my X slash Twitter mention said, hey, the Wolves should put Jaden McDaniels on the table. No, I just, I wouldn't do that. Not for a 33-year-old. I don't sense, (laughs) yeah, I don't sense the Wolves are willing to do that. Even if maybe they thought at this point, an extension would be reached. Now, the deadline is still three-ish weeks away. They can still get a deal done. I've talked about how both sides are motivated, it seems, to get a deal done. But maybe in the Wolves' ideal world, a Jada McDaniels extension would have already been agreed to. That being said, I just can't see for the life of me a scenario where the Wolves would put Jada McDaniels on the table for Drew Holiday. So, worst case, if a Jaden McDaniels extension does not get done before – the deadline dudes he is an rfa after the RFA. season though, yeah correct? so, Wolves so, would still so have it matching rights yeah it's not the end of the world it's okay. really not so so then you let, you let nice, the market it's set not. itself and mm-hmm. you match yeah. right that's probably i would actually if i'm the wolves because the thing is I, I what i would worry about with jay mcdaniels now is that you'd be paying him based on what you hope he can become as opposed to just letting the season play out see who he is as a player and if he turns out to be a max player cool you just you just match the offer that some other team makes right but if he doesn't get to that next level, why would you overpay now? So I don't know. And, and if you're Jade McDaniels, by the way, wouldn't you want to go out and maybe get a couple other teams involved and get a bidding war? So it probably makes sense for both teams. Well, maybe. I, just, I think it's a dangerous territory to let another team dictate terms. And what does an offer look like? Right? I mean, Phoenix got to that point with DeAndre Ayton. They end up matching. Then I guess you could say, okay, Phoenix came to the conclusion, especially after bringing in Bradley Beal, you know, then you change the coach with Frank Vogel. Although Vogel, heck, he developed Roy Hibbert in Indiana. He got a lot out of Dwight Howard in L.A. for a year. So I could have made a case Vogel coaching DeAndre Ayton would have been smart. But, you know, Phoenix makes the determination, okay, we bring in Beal. You look at Booker, Duran. Okay, well, Nurkic is a better fit at the five compared to Ayton. So Phoenix makes that move. But I still, I don't like, Phil, the idea of, of letting another team dictate terms. Like, if I'm the yeah, Wolves, I'd like fair. to find a happy medium now. I I have a sense, if I'm the Wolves, 
you know, who Jaden is right now, how much he can help you now, but then thinking about how much more he can help you in two to three years. Per the trade machine, the trade of Drew Holiday for Mike Conley, Kyle Anderson, and Wendell Moore Jr. works. Well, it would it take works, more. It works though. financially. Financially, yes. It would because work if you're Portland, but if you're the Blazers, why would yeah, you, you take wouldn't that off? Yeah, I mean, you don't want that. What the heck are you doing with Conley Jr.? What the heck are you doing with yeah. an expiring contract, Kyle Anderson? So, like, what's the incentive for Portland to say yes to that? Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday is a, is a top 50 player in the NBA. Yeah. You know? Oh, easily. I, mean, Phil, I think he's he, higher. Maybe I'm overrating him, but I love he, uh, I have a man crush on Drew Holiday. I think he's higher than I, that. I really do. I remember we we talked about him on the old mm-hmm. radio show because because didn't he he was it no it, this must have been like when he was with the Pelicans he might have re-signed like a second contract with the Pelicans but I remember like five years ago you brought his name up as a possible Wolf well, way yeah, before here. he went to Milwaukee. So, text message history. Let me see if I can find the exact oh, wow. time wow. frame. Wow, two thousand. I think it was. 20, I feel like mine 20. like erase after a year. Yeah, I mine, can't mine, find mine erase after a year. I've got the iCloud. They detonate. Yeah. It's going back November twelfth, two thousand and twenty. Texting with somebody directly involved. Sounds like Rosas has at least kicked the tires on a Drew trade. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so yeah, you know November what? of twenty twenty. How how about Gerson resurfacing now with a prominent role with the Knickerbockers? Yeah. Well, it was tricking that way, right? With the Creative Arts Agency connection. It's still Leon Rose's front office. But yeah. Wandering eye. Yeah. By the way, I don't think it's wandering anymore. I will will stop there, Mm -hmm. but I think he has. Oh, Oh, we've got another commitment? I don't know that it's another commitment, Judd. I think it's... Well, he had a commitment before, if you recall the whole family he brought to his introductory press conference. That was his first one, but now they've been... That's fine. Which is the crappy part of all this, but yes, I've heard the same thing Phil has. So yeah, he's he's doing just fine in that regard. There isn't a wandering eye from what we can gather anymore. Hey, the man's basketball savvy? Like, you can't question that, right? The decision to draft Ant. Hey, I was wrong, right? Happy to admit... When I'm wrong, like I was wrong on Max Kepler, June 1st, I was like, hey, let's DFA Max Kepler. I was wrong, although that was my pathway to get Matt Walner in the lineup sooner rather than later. But hey, I was wrong on on the Kepler take. I was wrong on Dalvin Cook. I thought Dalvin Cook had one more good year. If you watch the first three games with the New York Jets, he's cooked. There's nothing left. Who told you he didn't do it? With Dalvin Who told Cook. you? You did. Who yeah. told you? This so, show told you. Happy to admit when I'm wrong, but I was all about drafting James Wiseman. Yeah. I was forward thinking oh, about, right. about that. the twosome, yeah. the, the big men. Forget Gobert. I was like, Wiseman, Cat. Let's combine those two. So I was all wow. about James Wiseman. But guess what? Rosas, he made the right call. I was the idiot. He made the right call. He drafted Ant. Then to also acquire Jaden McDaniels. Then, hey, I get Boy. it. Jarrett Culver, that was, you know, a misstep, right? Thinking that yeah. Darius Garland would be there, all that. Okay, so he missed yeah. the previous year, although ended up signing Nas Reed as an undrafted free agent, beat out some teams, convincing Nas to sign here, not elsewhere. But you think about the 2020 draft. Nobody can question Rosas's basketball knowledge, his savvy, his decision-making. Yeah, I got one more Wolves thing here mm-hmm. for you guys. We can get into Vikings and some Twins and other stuff. But I, I have heard over the last couple months that Alex Rodriguez going back for sure to the early part of 2023 and maybe even going back a year ago, has put in some work trying to rebuild the organization's relationship with Kevin Garnett. And now the Wolves are unveiling. They've got the retro 
sort of original jerseys. They're going to put the original logo on the court. Didn't someone, Dex, did you see that? Is it true that they're going to use those retro jerseys 21 times? Mm-hmm. I wish is more. That, I didn't see or, the or, number, but. Yeah, it's 20-something. Yeah. yeah. That's but awesome. if it's 21, 20, if it's 21, but it's 20 yeah. if it's 21, that's an interesting number. Mm-hmm. Right? Why, why would they, why would they wear those jerseys 21 times? Is this, and, and by the way, KG has been tweeting up a storm about Anthony Edwards this summer and just, he's going on his podcast. I feel like this is the closest KG has come to sort of putting his feet back in the water. Is this the year with Glenn Taylor finally bowing out as majority owner that Kevin Garnett and the Timberwolves kiss and make up? Well, it might be still a year away. It may not be this year, maybe so like more next so spring. next year because they're still. Like, is it December or is it more like March? Like, Glenn has hinted to me it's more like March of 24 where the transition will take place. Also with a vote, right? The Board of Governors and all that. So we're talking like the end of this season where the full transfer of power, where Glenn Taylor goes from majority owner to limited partner, Mark Laurie, Alex Rodriguez, elevate up to majority owner's that's going to be the end of the season. So I think maybe more so off season, next off season into next season, where hopefully we can finally see 21 hanging from the rafters at Target Center. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the Vikings, sir, um, Dalton Dalton Reisner in the O'Connell press conference, it was interesting yesterday that he left the door open that it might be left or, yeah, left guard or right guard. And our friend Kevin Seifert followed up with, would you consider any type of potential rotation? Now, to me, that's a long shot, but O'Connell didn't shoot that down. So what's your expectation after what we heard and saw yesterday with both Reisner and O'Connell talking. What's your expectation about what we're going to see Sunday interior offensive line? My expectation is Dalton Reisner is playing at least some right guard. I can't tell you it's going to be literally every single offensive snap. So I guess I can't poo-poo some sort of rotation, but I fully anticipate watching Dalton Reisner on the field Sunday in Charlotte. I can tell you during the open media period, Wednesday's practice for what it's worth within that 20-minute period of the two-hour practice. So we don't get to watch most of practice, but within that 20 minutes, there were five offensive linemen lined up. Dalton Reisner was getting work at right guard. Again, for whatever that is worth. We saw him working on his footwork, just everything. He was lined up at the right guard, not left guard, his more natural left guard, but the right guard position. So I just I anticipate seeing him there. Logically speaking, I'll continue to stress this. Logically speaking, 
who deserves to come out of the starting five. It's not even close. Whatever you want to say about Ezra Cleveland, it's not close. It's Ed Ingram. Right. Right. So you just you make that swap. You signed Dalton Reisner for a reason. You gave him he's going to hit three million dollars. You gave him three million dollars. You know, maybe he doesn't hit the four million threshold, but he'll hit three million, right? You gave him three million dollars to play, not to be a backup. So I fully anticipate seeing Reisner this Sunday. Yeah, it's uh, I think the only question is sort of, you know, Ezra Cleveland's played right guard before Dalton Reisner has not in the NFL. So but if right, if Reisner's comfortable and it might sound like to, I know a lot of fans are like, what's the difference? You're playing. It's like you're playing in the interior. Well, the footwork, everything. First of all, you're learning a new playbook. And he and he has said, yeah, I've been knees deep in this thing for a week. I do feel comfortable when you're learning a new playbook and you're learning sort of the opposite footwork and technique. I just wonder that that's probably more to take on than like us idiot fans would would think of. So well, yeah, they, and I, I, mean, you I, I would talk I would regularly with Alex guard. Boone, right, with Jeremiah Searle. So, I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. to guys who have played offensive line in the NFL. So. I appreciate your knowledge on this, Phil. So, sure, could you make the case shift Ezra to right guard? Judd, when did he last play right guard? Was that season? 20? 20. Okay, so he has played there that Reisner does play his more natural left guard. I suppose if the idea is to get the five best offensive linemen out there and put them in the best position to succeed, sure, Ezra to right guard. Dalton to left guard? I guess that's a possibility. I'm just saying one way or another, I anticipate seeing Dalton Reisner on the field on Sunday. Yeah, I I just think if there is going to be finally a willingness to make a change there, that's the storyline. Like, that's what's, you know, they've they've been so wed uh, since the day that they took Ingram to him starting that if they back off that, like, to me, that's a positive sign. So if he plays, if Reisner plays at all, that's going to be a clear sign that they are open to, because I think the problem is not Kirk being hit. I think the problem is the type of hits. I think that's what they're concerned about. I think it's the immediate pressure because the, the statistics for the line on Kirk being hit are not terrible, but I think when you watch the games at times and you see Kirk get blown up, it's a lot of free and, runners. Yeah. Yeah. And Kirk, you know what? There's no question. This interior offensive line is not built for what Kirk does really well. Lots of times. Like that's, that's part of the, so like you can blame Kirk some too, but at the end of the day, you've got to put yourself in a position where you can complete some passes. And, and the most important thing is, because this was a huge problem on Sunday, you cannot stall in the red zone. I think they were one of four. Like that's, you've got to fix that or, or you're, or you're done. Like you're not going to win games. Well, Cam Akers is part of that equation as well. I mean, you're right. Yeah. You're you're going to have that sort of lack of success. In the red zone, then yes, you are doomed. You're ultimately doomed. You have no chance. But yeah, Cam Akers will also play on Sunday. Looking through the injury list from the Wednesday practice report here, Marcus Davenport still not practicing with the ankle. There's some internal frustration there. Yeah, Josh Metellus, he he gutted it out with that shoulder last week. He did not practice yesterday. Uh, Byron Murphy Jr. did not practice with the hip. They they gave the Harrisons both of them sort of a veterans off day. Just they didn't practice, but it wasn't injury related. Bradbury limited with the back, but on Marcus Davenport, my God, like you brought the Vikings have sent more. It depends on what sort of metric you look at, but their blitz rate is among the highest in the NFL because they can't get pressure without blitzing, but they have one of the six or seven lowest pressure rates. 
So they're just throwing everything they can defensively in Brian Flores, but they don't have the guys. Marcus Davenport is supposed to be one of the guys. And, I mean, hell, you might be one in four by the time he gets out on the field. And, like, what's the point? So, yikes. Well, I mean, can we have the conversation whether a fully healthy Marcus Davenport helps all that much? Or is it a matter of maybe he doesn't, but he's an upgrade over, you know, any number of snaps DJ Wanham will take. I think he's a huge Patrick upgrade Jones over. Yeah. will take. Is that the conversation? Because I don't yeah. know if Marcus Davenport is worth the $10 million plus incentives that they have invested in him. Don't know if that was a savvy signing. Be but nice sure, I will out. grant you he's an upgrade over like Wanham and Jones. By the way, it sounds like, too, Flores said at his press conference this morning that Davenport is on track to return to practice at least on a limited basis today. Okay. So he well, is I mean, they thought that earlier this week. True too. Yeah. I mean, that's, why, played, that's why I allude to some internal frustration from my sense that they thought this thing would be further along than, than it is right now. And don't forget, he started in week two. He was supposed to be a big part of that game plan in Philadelphia, and he lasted four snaps. Well, and that like, was like, part of them holding him out for the Tampa game on the short week, no, thinking, okay, right? Let's have yeah. him ready for the Philly game. Then he lasts four snaps. You're right. Yeah. Hey, but. By the way, I just got a note. We have a 2022 first-round draft update, folks, as it continues to go wrong. Lewis Seen was supposed to be. They accidentally omitted him from the injury report yesterday. Did not practice. Hamstring problem. So I won't be surprised at all if he's not even playing special teams on Sunday. As the 2022 Mm. draft class continues to watch as many games as we do. Yikes, dude. Wow. And that's a first-round pick. It's so bad. (laughs) Especially if... When the first guess, by the way, the first guess was just take Kyle Hamilton, the kid from Notre Dame, who's been a star for the Baltimore Ravens. Kyle Hamilton was sent on three blitzes, three safety blitzes. He got home on all three last week. He was so good at Notre Dame. Right? I mean, I'm not big on taking a safety in the first round to begin with, but if you were thinking of going that direction, just take the Notre Dame kid. Why did you move back from... 12 to 32. Oh. I get I, I get the I get some of the like I understand what Quasey's thinking with and he almost did it with Jordan Addison, you know, sitting there on the clock too. It's like, well, if we can move back, these are all kind of crap shooty. So if we can move back a little bit and pick up an extra shot at a player, but at some point you got to pick a good play, especially when you're drafting like first round. Do you feel confident that this player can be a, fran- a franchise changer in some way or not? Let's not sharpen the pencil of, well, but if we can get an extra third round pick here, we might. I mean, well, you need good players. Well, I think lesson don't, learned. Don't on forget, Addison, too, right? you guys. The Chiefs tried to move up, so lesson learned, at least from Don't forget, too, though, Theo Jackson. Like, this is the damning thing. In the game on Sunday, again, Theo Jackson came in at safety. So, Seen can't even. So, it's Harrison Smith, Cam Bynum, Metellus, who's playing hurt, um, Theo Jackson. And then Scene. Scene can't even get on the field as that as the fourth guy. Yeah. He's not so he's so he's completely buried now. That's the thing is, well, his well, he broke his leg last year. Well, yeah, and that's unfortunate. But guess what? Him breaking his leg is not stopping him from playing the role that Theo Jackson is a- allowed to play. You know, forget Metellus for a second. So it's not an injury thing. It's this not is where, injury. yeah, this is where it's just a flat out bust. Yep. Uh, hey, Dukes, before we empty the rest of your scoop bag here, let's tell the audience about MN Fat Loss and uh, the difference it's made for you the last couple months. Absolutely. It's been a September to remember for me, thanks to MN Fat Loss 
Com. Started my journey on July 2nd. My stated goal then was, hey, I'd like to lose 20 to 25 pounds. I've crossed the 20-pound threshold. We'll hit 25, kind of meandering in that 20 to 25 range. But the beauty is I'm maintaining. I'm not adding pounds, right? So I now have the roadmap, the guidance. I know when to eat, how to eat, what to eat, thanks to MNFatLoss.com. Hey, if your goal is to lose 30 to 40 pounds, that is easily achievable thanks to all the work that mnfatloss.com provides mnfatloss.com's unique weight loss program makes it easy to lose weight get healthy and get your energy back naturally safely and effectively many patients like me lose 20 to 30 to more pounds in about a month or two for your free private weight loss consultation Call 763-312-7600, 763-312-7600, or schedule online, mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. My energy is peak high. Like, that's a big part of this. Forget the weight loss. It's great, but I have all sorts of energy I did not have going back to May and June. It's all thanks to mnfatloss.com. Dr. Adam Schatzko, D.C., results may vary. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Boom. All right, what, what's uh, left in your scoop bag there? Empty it for us. Sure. So, Jawan Williams plucked off the Vikings practice squad. He is now on the Bears' 53-man roster. There was some dialogue, but in the end, the Vikings did not make any sort of match offer. Hey, let's add you to our 53. But Jawan, his representation, very thankful for how the Vikings handled everything. Very grateful for his time here. He chose here the Brian Flores connection. Plus, the way the Vikings treat their players chose here over Arizona many months ago. Grateful for that choice. Was hoping to make the 53 out of the preseason. Didn't happen. Signs with the practice squad, but he is now with the Bears 53-man roster. The Vikings will have scouting representation at Huntington Bank Stadium on Saturday. Gophers homecoming against Louisiana. The Raging Cajuns. The Seattle Seahawks will also have scouting representation at Huntington Bank Stadium on Saturday. Sonny Gray going today for the Twins. He has hit a $400,000 bonus for getting to the 180-inning mark. Doesn't mm-hmm. look like he'll win the ERA title. Garrett Cole was unbelievable last night. So Sonny Gray will finish, it looks like, second in the ERA race. But where does he finish in the Cy Young race? Okay, so Garrett Cole wins the American League Cy Young. But where does Sonny Gray finish? Could he finish second? Or third, if so, that's a $1 million bonus. So he's already gotten this $400,000 bonus. If he finishes fourth, it's like a $750,000 bonus. I don't think he's finishing much below fourth or fifth. So Sonny Gray is going to get paid a lot of money for finishing very high in the Cy Young race. One other Twins note, keep an eye on at some point this winter, the Twins showing interest and or executing an extension with both Derek Falvey and Thad Levine. There we go. And it, it sounds like Rocco has uh, 
made it official Lopez game one, Gray game two. And he told, uh, I don't think he told the assembled reporters, but he told Corey Provis privately that Maida is going to be in the bullpen and Maida actually on Thursday is going to be handcuffed to Gray uh, mm-hmm. because the starts for Lopez and Gray are shorter now. And so it almost certainly will be Joe Ryan if there is a game three. Yes. So mm-hmm. if there's a game three one week from today, at Target Field, Game 3, yeah. whether it's Astros Twins or Blue Jays Twins, the Blue Jays do have the tiebreaker over the Astros. So the Blue Jays right now are a half game up on the Astros. The Blue Jays have a favorable matchup tonight, series finale against the Yankees. So if the Blue Jays win tonight, if they go a game up with three to go, it's essentially two with the tiebreaker. After the Astros beat the Mariners last night, nothing is set in stone outside of the Mariners can no longer win the American League West. But it certainly looks like we could be seeing Astros Twins target field starting on Tuesday. But still a chance of the Toronto Blue Jays. Heck, still a chance, I guess, of the Seattle Mariners. But they probably need to sweep Texas a four-game series starting tonight in Seattle. I guess not out of the realm of possibility. So point is, there's still a lot of stuff up in the air. I did get a note on the X on Twitter about Michael K. Alex Rodriguez. That's mm-hmm. the broadcasting crew assigned to the Twins nice. starting next week. We still don't have a sense on start times. Heck, to me, if it's Marlins Brewers, that's like a very early start. If it's Cubs Brewers, isn't that a later start? Yeah. Now, yeah, are the Phillies yes. Are the Phillies, Phillies are against prime Arizona? Time. Is that yeah. prime time, the Phillies prime time? But I would think the Cubs Phillies Brewers will... is later yep. in the day. So yep. do the Twins start at noon, one, or three? Hard to see the Twins in prime time. But do they play at noon, 1 o'clock, or 3 o'clock give me starting noon. on Tuesday? Give me noon, 1. Don't give me 3. If I'm the Twins, I don't yeah. want 3 o'clock. Well, I mean, I was Shadows. texting with, with a Twins higher up last night. They're like, yeah, it just it stinks. We may not know until Sunday night. Yeah. Like, you they're, they're mapping out all these scenarios like we're talking about right now. But yeah. they just they truly don't know. But we did hear that Michael K. Alex Rodriguez assigned to the Twins so that'll be the broadcasting crew. Games on ABC, ESPN, ESPN2 for the first round. So internally here in Hubbard Broadcasting, we are very much rooting for the Twins landing on Channel 5, on KSTP, oh, yeah. right? So oh, that would be a cool hook. Nice. But it looks like to me it's a one in three chance. I just have a hard time believing the Twins will have a prime time slot. I think that's going to be the Phillies or maybe Brewers, Cubs. But yeah, and we will be fun, uh, fun times. Royce Lewis. Scorner- Testing out his hamstring in terms of running and defense, more so running, because I like I can see a scenario where Royce is the DH next Tuesday, yeah. but he has to pass a Just couple tests bombs. here the next few days. Like I think there's a better chance at this point Royce Lewis is the DH compared to Byron Buxton, but they are not yeah, ruling out the possibility of Buxton in center. Carlos Correa is going to play. He'll be fine. He'll have to overcome a little bit of that heel pain, but Carlos Correa will be in the lineup next Tuesday, barring some sort of crappy setback the next two days. But right now, Carlos Correa, lock to play next Tuesday. Lewis, question mark. Buxton, question mark. But all those guys getting work in a target field. Boom. There he is, Darren Doogie Wolfson, 5 Eyewitness News, Reckless Speculation Thursday, Scoop Session. We'll see you next Tuesday, dudes. Okay, sounds good, boys. Take it easy. See ya. There he is. Um, uh, yeah, Scorn Our Twin Show will be live. Twins Ventline right after... These playoff games are over on the Score North YouTube channel. So be subscribing if you haven't already.
Good session here, boys.